The Minding Your Mind podcast, raising awareness and breaking the stigma around mental health. Hey everyone, welcome to the first official episode of the Minding Your Mind podcast. My name is Evan, I'm one of many young adult speakers who works with Minding Your Mind, and I'll also be one of your hosts for this show. For the first episode, we thought it'd be a good idea to help introduce the organization by doing three mini-interviews with some awesome people, aka our regional directors. They're spread out all over the Northeast, and first in line will be one of my favorite regional directors ever, and I just say that because she's my own. For the Philadelphia and Delaware area, it's Marissa Marshall. Marissa, thanks so much for hopping on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and for that really nice introduction. I'm super excited to be one of the first guests on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. All right, maybe we could start off by, could you give us a little bit of your background, how you got into the mental health space, and then how did that eventually lead to you working for an organization like Minding Your Mind? Yeah, I think I really got into the mental health field because growing up, I was a competitive figure skater. And for me, skating started as something that was just fun, something I enjoyed doing. But over the years, as I became more competitive, I definitely noticed that a lot of the other skaters were struggling with their mental health. Um, and I know for me, skating became something that was kind of my, my sole focus, my sole purpose in life. And I think that that can be really problematic when one thing becomes your whole life and your whole focus, right? Because then there's this need to be perfect. And in the world of skating, there was this real need to, you know, to look perfect, to have the perfect routine, to place first. And I think that really kind of fuels a lot of mental health conditions like depression, anxiety, and eating disorders. And I also really noticed that in this world of skating that no one really talked about their mental health issues. It was definitely very stigmatized, you know, much like it is kind of um, in our community. And that was a really jarring concept for me because I grew up um, with a mom who was a therapist and a school counselor, and she always really encouraged me to talk about my feelings and to work through my problems. So I think I really wanted to go into the mental health field to have a better understanding of, you know, what causes mental health? Why is it so stigmatized? But I also really wanted to be able to help my friends that I saw over the years really struggle with their mental health. So I did go into the mental health field. And once I finished graduate school, I started working for a nonprofit organization in Philadelphia doing substance use and mental health counseling, mostly with adolescents, but also adults. And really what I noticed was that my clients were coming in kind of in this like mental health crisis. They were really struggling and it had gotten really severe and had progressed over time. And they had had these mental health conditions for a while, but they didn't really know how to talk about them. They didn't really know kind of what it was. And that really kind of told me that really what we need to be focusing on is mental health education and trying to prevent this. So that way, when people are coming into counseling, um, they're coming into counseling earlier versus when it's just a crisis. You know, I think it's important to give people the tools to talk about mental health, to know the risk factors, to know the warning signs, um, and to be able to teach them, you know, how to use coping skills to help manage their mental health. So that was really what kind of prompted me to work for Minding Your Mind because they were really an organization that prioritized mental health education and reducing the stigma. So that's really just a little bit about me and kind of what led me to Minding Your Mind. Wow. Yeah, see, these mini interviews are going to be interesting even for me because 
I don't know these backstories, and I think that's a great point that you made about, you know, kind of being in competitive figure skating and all that stuff. I had a friend who did dance when she was younger, and I know it's not the same thing exactly, but it's very similar to what you just described. There was just such a push to look a certain way and do a certain thing, so I definitely get that. Now, alright, I know this one may be a little tough to answer since we're at a point where we do offer quite a few programs, but I'd love to hear maybe a brief summary of a few of the top programs that Mining Your Mind offers, as well as who each of those types of programs would most uh, benefit. Yes, of course. So I would say by far our most requested program is our Young Adult Speaker Program. And I think that program is really impactful because we have young adults that have struggled with their mental health in the past, you know, but now they're in recovery and they are finding ways to manage their mental health so that they can live a happy and fulfilled life. And our speakers really talk about a range of topics like depression, anxiety, suicide, self-harm, trauma, and substance use. And I think what's so unique about this program is that, you know, when they're presenting to students, the students can't always necessarily relate to the speaker's experiences and kind of like what they went through in life. But what they are able to relate to are those universal kind of emotions that we all feel and experience at some point in our life, like loss, sadness, and feelings of powerlessness. So I think that's really what our students are connecting with. And our speakers are really telling them, you know, it can get better, right? I struggled, but look at where I am now, and this is how I manage it. So that program really provides education, but also gives them tools on how they can manage their mental health in a, in a healthy way. And I would say that that program is appropriate for fifth grade all the way through college students. We also have a program called Just Talk About It, which features a licensed mental health clinician and also a young adult speaker. So our clinician kind of reviews the clinical framework. So they'll review uh, warning signs and symptoms of stress, anxiety, and depression, and really teaches the audience, you know, what to look out for. You know, what is typical like adolescent behavior versus something that might be more problematic and might be considered a mental health condition. And we also pair that with a young adult speaker. So that way the audience really sees, you know, how, what the clinician talked about, how that really manifests in a lived experience. And the Just Talk About It program is appropriate for school faculty, administrators, and parents. So it's really great to be able to have the young adult speaker speak to the students and then maybe the day before or the day after then talk to the parents or the school faculty. So really we're addressing and having the same message to the students but also to the meaningful adults in that student's life. So I think it's really powerful for things to come full circle. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned the program of Just Talk About It because, you know, there is something truly special about getting to talk to a group of students, but I feel like I get equally excited to talk to parents or staff because when we start incorporating them in the conversation as well as the students, that's when we can see large-scale community change, right? Like parents and teachers, they're the ones that have the true power um, and influence. Not to say, I mean, there's been totally influential students, right? But you know what I mean. They typically are going to have a little more control with policies and regulations and those types of things. So I think that's really cool. Now, I want to ask, I guess, what's more of a little bit of a technical question you know, you being the regional director for the Philadelphia and Delaware area, what has growth looked like in that specific or in those specific areas over the last couple of years? 
So our home-based office is in Ardmore, Pennsylvania, so I think we gained a lot of traction in the Ardmore area. Um, but over the years, we really have had an increase in requests for our programs all over the state of Pennsylvania. So we've done a few presentations in Pittsburgh this year. So it's been great to see our programs really expand and kind of cover the whole state of Pennsylvania. One thing that I would say that Mind Your Mind does a really great job of is they've really taken feedback and requests from what schools and communities need to see. So we were getting a lot of requests to, to start a program that has mental health education, but for elementary age students. So this past year, we created a new program called Kind Minds, which is geared towards kindergarten students all the way through fourth grade. So that program teaches students how to identify emotions and how to regulate them, all in a sense to build empathy. So it's an educational program, but also fun and interactive. And it has been wonderful to have that program because before Kind Minds, our programs were starting in fifth grade. So now we're able to serve students of all ages. And I would say a big reason why our programs have grown so much, especially in the state of Pennsylvania, is by word of mouth with having teachers say, these programs are beneficial, they're needed, we need more of them. And actually over the last year, I would say we've gotten a lot more requests for Delaware. So I think last year we did about maybe five presentations in Delaware. And at the end of this school year, we've done close to 150 presentations in Delaware. So not only has it been amazing to see the growth in Pennsylvania, but it's also been really nice to see requests from other states. See, that's awesome to hear. And I love knowing that because I've told you before, I'm someone from pretty much the second I teamed up with Mind in Your Mind, I just saw this as, wow, you know what? every place like every state really needs this and it's one of those things where eventually given enough time right i believe every state will have it it's just going to be something where hey we do something where we bring in speakers to the schools every year because we got kids that we know are dealing with these types of things and you know eventually it's not even just kids right we have programs that stretch all over the place so it's just cool to see that we're meeting the needs of many different groups and not only that but when we go somewhere with the programs they spread like people like them so that's just it, it's awesome to know and i'm just forever grateful to be a part of this um i'm gonna give you my final question and it's more of a fun one you can answer it any way you want but i want to know marissa what is your favorite thing about minding your mind Hmm, my favorite thing about working for Minding Your Mind. So I actually had kind of two things pop into my mind simultaneously. I would have to say the first thing is really the people that I work with. Um, I've never worked with people that are so passionate about, you know, mental health education, fulfilling our mission and trying to get our programs out there because we know what we do is beneficial and it's needed and we're making the difference in someone's life. So that has been great and it's just great to work on a team where, you know, we all have kind of the same mindset and the same focus, the same goal. And I would say my second thing is really going and watching the presentations um, and seeing our speakers present. But I noticed that I mostly am watching the audience's reaction. It's really cool to see, you know, the high school student put their phone away, they kind of inch closer and you can really tell that they are just taking in what the speaker is saying and we're really planting that seed and hopefully we're shifting that student's perspective so if they find themselves struggling in the future they're able to say you know what 
these are my warning signs. I remember hearing that speaker back when I was in high school and they were able to get help and it got better for them. So maybe, you know, the same thing can happen for me. So I think it's just the people that I work with, but I also just love seeing kind of the audience reactions because it just shows that what I'm doing is really making a difference and what we do at Mind of Your Mind is making a difference. I couldn't have said those things any better. I totally agree. And I think it says a lot that even when I asked you for one favorite thing, you were still able to list off two naturally. So that was pretty cool. But Marissa, uh, we will definitely be hearing from you again. Thank you so much for coming on. But for now, guys, we have to head up to interview our next regional director. So let's go. Now let's take a trip up to New Jersey and New York. All right, everyone. Next up is Mr. Guy Iacono. He is the regional director for the New Jersey and New York area, and he's someone I've been working really close with lately to try to get this podcast started. So um, I've loved working with him. Guy, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Evan. I'm really excited to be here and to speak with you. Cool. So I'm going to start off this one in the same exact way we did with Marissa. Can you tell us a little bit about what got you into the mental health space originally? And then how did that over time eventually lead to you working with an organization like Minding Your Mind? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I'm an LCSW. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Um, I guess it's kind of a long story how I got involved in, in the mental health field. But essentially, I I like to explain that, you know, I definitely overcame some adversity when I was younger. Um, and growing up, there was some addiction in my family and, and some, um, I guess we could just call it adversity that I experienced. And it definitely, you know, made me more interested in psychology and sociology and just like understanding and studying other people's behaviors, trying to like piece it together for myself. And then, unfortunately, when I was in high school, um, our area, like on, on the coast in New Jersey, experienced a large suicide cluster where I lost some good friends. Um, it actually, I think, still ranks either first or second in the nation for the amount of lives lost to suicide um, in that amount of time. So that definitely also, you know, um, brought us together as a community. We didn't know exactly what was going on uh, in our area. We were still trying to wrap our heads around it. And it just seemed like you know, like tidal wave after tidal wave kept coming and people were trying to um, help each other as much as possible. And um, I really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed helping people and trying to work through, you know, the struggle together and um, be there for one another. So around that time, I ultimately decided I'd like to pursue like a career in psychology or sociology or something along those lines, like um, being able to help others. Um, so I, I graduated from my high school and went on to study at St. Joseph's University in, in Philadelphia, actually not far from the headquarters of, of Mind Your Mind. Uh, I studied sociology, philosophy, and Italian there. And then um, after my four-year degree there, I, I returned home and went to Monmouth University to um, study or to earn my master's in social work um, from there. I worked for a pretty large hospital system in New Jersey. Uh, at an outpatient, actually partial hospitalization program, um, where I was a MICA counselor, mental illness and chemical addiction, um, working with dual diagnosis, uh, dually diagnosed clients, um, working with them on coping, uh, abstaining from substance or behavior, and um, a lot of case management stuff. Uh, so, actually, I was introduced, but I was introduced to Mind Your Mind by one of my good friends in the area. 
he actually lost his brother to suicide um, uh, a little while ago. And one day we were just playing, you know, pick up football, a, a bunch of us at, the, at a local park. And he didn't really know what I was doing. He knew that I was in grad school. So I started telling him, you know, I'm going to go on to become a therapist. And he just said, oh, you know, when you're when you're out of school, you should look into this organization called Minding Your Mind. My family's pretty involved. So I actually uh, looked them up and contacted them. And there was a, a point right, at, right after I graduated with my degree that uh, I had a couple conversations with, with Trish Larson, our executive director, and I was going to um, come on board in the capacity of a a clinician, like a clinical presenter, where I would be providing presentations to staff and parents. Uh, but it just didn't seem to work out because I, I had to take the role with the hospital system. Ultimately, um, I circled back after, you know, two years working for the hospital system. I was able to earn my terminal degree in LCSW so I could um, essentially hang my hang my shingle and work with people individually. Um, bill insurance and all that good stuff. And I returned because my new year mind, my conversation with Trish, uh, it, it really stuck with me and it's, it was something that I always wanted to do. So I, I had reached out to her and just said, you know, if there's still an opportunity to become a clinical presenter, I'd, I'd love to, you know, join the team or continue where we left off uh, a few years prior. And, and that conversation ultimately led to um, the opportunity to assume the role of you know, New Jersey and New York director, which I've been in for around three years now. And it's, um, it's just awesome. I, I love the organization. I love doing what I do and, and being able to help people on a, a larger scale is, is uh, really fun. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's definitely just, it's really cool to be able to do something and have fun while also making a difference. So I hear you there. Now, I want to ask, you know, Mining Your Mind is an organization that's been around for over 10 years now and it's been growing every single year and of course that's not something that every organization can say so what is it that's making us stand out like what's making the programs and what we do so successful do you think i think it's just our ability to relay these messages in in um really digestible ways i think the impact that we leave um or that we have on the audience whether it's you know parents for a parent night staff trainings, corporate presentations, students, I think every time people, you know, are in the audience, they leave with a good feeling around mental health. And, and that's not usually the case, or that's not always the case. Unfortunately, I think people are afraid to broach the topics of, of mental health, because they don't want to say the wrong thing, or they don't know how to handle a crisis or even have some of these conversations. And I think that we do a great job at providing you know, the language and, and the, and giving them or affording them the ability to have these important conversations and to walk out the door with, with, um, tangible coping uh, strategies and, and, um, like a path forward. So I think when, when you go on our website, like mindingyourmind.org and, and you read the testimonials, what, what these teachers or corporations or principals or even students are saying, uh, it gives you a really good idea. It paints a really clear picture of our ability to connect and, and educate um, really masses. I mean, we're approaching our 1 million student reached, which is a, a major, major feat, something that um, deserves some sort of celebration, in my opinion. Because when you think about the impact it has and how long it, it sticks 
with the individual. It's it's uh it's really profound. I mean, I personally, when I was at St. Joe's, I actually was in the audience for one of Jordan Burnham's uh, presentations, and at that point, I was just a junior, and they had one of my sociology professors was like, hey, you know, there's a there's a mental health presentation um, at the Perch, which was like the student lounge, and anyone who goes um, will receive extra credit. And obviously, like, I could always, you know, use some extra credit. So I, I went to the presentation. I sat in the audience. And and again, I didn't know Money or Mine. I didn't know Jordan. And his story stuck with me, and it still sticks with me today. Like, I mean, I occasionally share a stage with Jordan. I work with Jordan on various projects and stuff and I admire him as a person as a coworker. but I could still think back to that day what was it um around eight years ago and remember word for word what he was saying and how I felt in the moment and uh that's it's just something that I'll never forget and I think when we're talking around you know in New Jersey and New York doing like 400 presentations a year think about all these you know students and and parents and and faculty that are hearing this and hopefully it's it's landing on them the same way it landed with me and um yeah i mean it's it's just it's just amazing i can't say enough about the work that you guys do and the work that the organization does as a whole oh wow that story with jordan kind of gave me chills that's just awesome that you know you were able to see him before you were even really you know, finish college doing this stuff and then would eventually like you said kind of share the stage with him i think that's that's awesome that is definitely meant to be well, I asked you about how Mining Your Mind has you know, been successful over the last decade plus it's been around in general, but let's maybe talk about your specific region now being in New York and New Jersey and what has growth looked like in your area over the last few years? Yeah, so I, uh, the first year I came in, the year prior, I think there were a total of 180 presentations between New York and New Jersey. And then just to give you an idea, last year, um, we did 400 between the two states. So obviously that's a significant increase in, in presentations, whether it's health classes or assemblies or parent nights. But essentially, I think it really, again, boils down to the ability of our young adults and, our, and the willingness of the young adults to make themselves vulnerable, to help other people, to um, effectively communicate like really appropriate appropriate messaging around mental health and managing mental health and um, speaks to the impact that our content has, that schools are bringing us back year after year. And then the next school, um, the school next next county over or next town over hears about it and wants to bring us in. So uh, I always like to say, you know, I'm, I'm responsible for essentially bringing the schools our programming. But I think that the that our programming is mining your mind on a whole really sells itself, sells itself because um, it, it really is great. And, and like I said earlier, you know, we could see the impact it has on students during the presentation and you could see uh, the result in the testimonials in terms of what the teachers are saying and the impact it has on their classroom or their assembly. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I have my final question for you and it's a fun one. You can answer it any way you'd like, but I just want to know what is your favorite thing about mining your mind? Um, my favorite thing about Mining Your Mind is probably just the organization itself. I don't want that to seem like a, uh, a cop-out answer or anything. But honestly, I never thought that I would enjoy a job so much and, and over these years um, come to grow like individually and professionally um, just with 
what we're able to do and and working with the young adults um, is is truly eye opening for me because you know as a clinician I work with um, individuals pretty regularly in my private practice but it there's nothing that feels better for me than walking out of a presentation knowing um, that these students and and these parents have these tangible takeaways have really had walls and barriers broken down by someone just telling their story. Um, hearing the success of, of young adults is the real reason why I got into the field of mental health, because that's the goal. Like that's, that's everyone's goal. Anyone who enters therapy, um, they essentially want to come out the other side and all of our young adult speakers have done so in such a positive and amazing way. Um, and as a therapist, there's nothing more that I could ask. So, it, it really is amazing to work with like you and, and our other young adults and to work with other people uh, in terms of like Trish or Mora or, or anyone else in the organization who's so passionate around our mission. Um, I, I really think that we are a mission-driven nonprofit. And again, I think it shows in everything that we do and how well everyone works together because we are all so eager and willing to to help others and to, to spread the, the good word or spread, spread education and awareness around mental health. Um, so I, I would say my favorite thing about Minding Your Mind is just minding your mind and being able to work for such a, a progressive and um, amazing organization. And, and it really starts with the people that work there. So um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm really blessed and I feel really grateful to be a part of the organization. And I hope that um, we could continue growing for years to come. Well, that is a great note to end on. And I totally agree. It's absolutely a mission-based organization. And it's one of those things where everyone has just kind of come together. You know, whether you're a regional director or a speaker or whatever, you already kind of had the passion for this and you came into this organization and it just makes it that much stronger when you're sharing that with others. So that's cool. Well, Guy, I'm sure we will be hearing from you in the future, but for today, I just wanted to thank you so much for hopping on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a, it was a pleasure to speak with you and I, I look forward to all the other podcasts that, um, that you'll be producing. And now for our final stop, we're heading up to the New England area, specifically Massachusetts. Okay, last but certainly not least, we're visiting our regional director for the New England area, Michelle Dralsba. And I laugh because before we got on, I was thinking about it. And, you know, Michelle and I haven't worked together that much because we're states away. But the one time we did really talk on the phone, we were definitely supposed to be talking about minding your mind related stuff. And I think we spent about 20 or 30 minutes just focusing on hiking and the various hikes we've done around the country. So I definitely enjoy working with her, even if it's been in limited capacity, definitely have similar interests. So Michelle, thanks so much for hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is really exciting. Cool. So we've been starting off with the same question. It seems to be a good way to get the ball rolling. I just want to ask, what originally got you into the mental health space? And then how did that end up leading to working with an organization such as Minding Your Mind over time? Sure. Um, so Minding Your Mind is an amazing nonprofit foundation, but my background started 
I had gone to school originally for advertising and marketing, and I really loved connecting with people and communicating with them and saw the value of storytelling, but I was doing it through consumer products, and that just didn't make me feel fulfilled in my life. And so I ended up going back to graduate school to become a family therapist and had been working in the child welfare field for many, many years, um, specifically in foster care and adoption. And at that point, it was really working with children and families when everything had gone wrong that could possibly go wrong in their lives. And I felt like I needed to get to the front of that and really start doing work that was focused on prevention. So I started to look around and try to figure out what was the best way for me to get involved. And at that time, I learned about Minding Your Mind and I approached them about running the New England Regional Office. And I felt like it was this really important opportunity to work with children in schools, um, with parents, with educators, with community groups around mental health education and suicide prevention since I had been so closely involved with the other side when people were really needing supports and services and things were in a really bad place. I wanted to be in the front of it, providing them with resources and support and hope. And so that's how I came to be at Minding Your Mind. It's been a couple of years now and I've just really enjoyed my time here. Yeah, that's great. And this has been really insightful for me because I've gotten to talk to a lot of the speakers, the majority of them, over my time here. But it's cool to see that so many of the regional directors also have kind of a backstory with these types of things. And I think that really just explains where all of our passion comes from. Now, I want to ask you, what is the mission of Minding Your Mind? Why do we do what we do? But I want to hear it in Michelle's own words. Yeah, I mean, I could relate to our formal mission anytime you want me to, but the way that that I feel about our mission and the way it really speaks to me is that we know that we change people's opinions, perspectives, their attitudes about themselves and others through storytelling, through hearing stories from people that we can connect to or we can identify from. And I think that that is at the heart of what we do is we provide our mental health education through our very unique way of sharing stories of struggle and stories of resilience and hope. Nice. Yeah, I think that's very well said. I love that. And a question I've asked Guy and Marissa, and it's one I want to ask you now is, you know, Mining Your Mind, of course, as a whole has been growing every single year over the last 10 plus years it's been around. But what has growth looked like in your specific region up in New England, up in Massachusetts, let's say over the last couple or a few years? Yeah, growth. Oh my gosh. Um, growth has exploded up here. So in the New England area, there's a lot of talk about mental health. Stigma certainly exists, but I think that there is more comfort um, in having those conversations. And so educators feel more comfortable talking about suicide and putting in plans to be supportive to students who might be feeling like suicide is the best option. We have a lot more guidance counselors, adjustments counselors, social workers. I mean, those are three distinct professionals that are in most schools providing supports to students at all levels. And so I think that there's just a receptivity here in New England that maybe I, I don't know if that exists everywhere else, but as a result, what we've seen is that growth has been huge. So even though, you know, we are in this very unique and interesting time with quarantine and um, COVID, we still are seeing a huge demand for our programs because people understand that mental health is a real issue that they need to be providing supports and education to our young people around. 
Wow, no, that's actually a really interesting point you brought up about Massachusetts. I would not say that that's the case everywhere that I go. Um, as someone who has been to a lot of the schools in the greater Philadelphia area and inner city kind of Philadelphia, I would say the resources at each school uh, vary greatly. Now, I want to be clear, I think all the faculty cares about these types of topics whenever I've went, you know, otherwise we wouldn't be there. But the thing is, there's just not enough funds maybe for certain types of counselors or whatever to be in the school. So that is very neat. And it's good to know that so much is being done up in that area. And I really think that it's starting to spread everywhere else as well. Even though we still got plenty of work to do, I don't think anyone can deny that this is the best it's ever been in terms of just, you know, stigma around mental health and the amount of focus that's being put into this topic. So I'm excited to be here and I'm just excited for the times in general regarding this kind of men these mental health issues. Now, my final question for you, my friend, is what is your favorite thing about minding your mind? And this can be fun. You can answer this any way you'd like. Oh, gosh, I don't even know where to start. I feel like this is my favorite job that I have ever had. Um, I'm so, so happy as an employee of Minding Your Mind because we do really important work. And most people don't want to talk about mental health and suicide prevention every day, but I feel really good about it because I know that the work that we're doing is impactful because I see the, the comments that students make. I see that we are invited back year after year and that we develop these really strong relationships with our school and community partners. And then you know, as you're in a school and community for a while, word starts to get out. And then everybody wants to be a speaker because they know that Mind in Your Mind is a place where you are accepted and you are valued. And stigma, which exists in the world around mental health, you know, that's something that we we welcome. We want to have diversity in experience, diversity in opinions. And so I love that I get to help to manage what that growth and expansion looks like here and welcome in more diversity within my, my group here of young adult speakers, of clinicians, making sure that we're talking about the things that are most important. So up here in Massachusetts, we were super excited to start our um, parent education program with a clinician who delivers it in a culturally competent way and in Spanish or Portuguese. Um, and we've been looking to ensure that our speaker bureau and our clinicians reflect the diversity of our community here in New England. Oh, see, that's so cool. I had no idea we were doing this stuff with the different languages. I mean, what a great idea. What a way to expand to pretty much every group, right? If we can start incorporating different languages, I mean, then we can really nail this down. So that's amazing that you're a part of that focus right now. Um, I want to thank you for coming on and doing this mini interview with me. I told Guy and Marissa the same thing, but I will definitely be stealing some of your time in the future. So uh, you guys can look forward to hearing from Michelle. But yeah, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you. This was great. Call me anytime. I'm always happy to chat. Thanks for tuning into the show. To learn more about us, visit mindingyourmind.org.